Hey, hey, mamas. Today, we're going to talk about how to create a safe, beautiful environment for your children. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. They can be two years old. They can be 30 years old. The information that I'm going to talk about is just the relationship with your children, period. You know, with parenting, it comes with so many responsibilities. And there's always a way we want our day to turn out. You know, you wake up in the morning, you may write out a to-do list, or you just have in your head, okay, I got to do this, this and that. You know, you have it mapped out in your head. But when you're not able to do something you know, the way you want, or it doesn't come out, you know, the experience wasn't how you wanted it to be, this can cause stress on yourself. For example, the kind of mom you want to be. Most most mothers that I've talked to, they want to be everything for their children. You don't want to miss a thing. You, you, you want to take in everything that they're learning and what they're doing and how their mind is working and all the activities that are going on. But if you have a house, you have laundry, dishes, cleaning up toys, time for yourself. If you have a partner or you're married, you know, unfortunately, and I hate saying this because I know moms want this so bad, but you can't be everything for your children. And honestly, they don't need everything from you. Now, you can ensure to create a loving, healthy, safe, and encouraging environment. All of these things are really important, but that doesn't mean you have to be everything for them. The greatest gift you can give to your children is not being everything for them, But being an example of being everything for yourself. When they see that mommy takes care of herself, you taking care of yourself, that is a beautiful gift you can give to your kids. When they see it at a young age, they're going to learn, okay, This is how you're supposed to treat yourself. This is how life is supposed to look. Got it. Noted. You know, that's more in the younger ages. But, you know, when they're they're 30 and 40 years old, if you have older children and they don't feel like that you're taking care of yourself, then you're going to become a burden to them. They're going to feel like, okay, well, mom, you know, mom's not taking care of herself. Now I feel like that it's my responsibility to make sure that my mom is happy. That's not fair for your kids. Now, one of the greatest ways to make sure that you take care of yourself is not allowing your mind to control your behavior or how you view yourself. Most people don't know how to handle their minds. They just believe this is just the cards that they were dealt. You know, if their mind says mean things like you're not enough, you're fat. You're ugly. Nobody wants you. You know, this is, this is true. This is, this is, this, if my mind says it, you know, this, this is right. All you need to do is put a little distance 
between you and your mind. Now, people get really confused when I say distance, but I want to give a little example when I mean this, because when I talk to people about their mind and saying, you know, separate yourself, people, their their minds literally blow up. They say, oh, I don't understand. I am my mind. This is me. How can I separate myself? So let me give you an example. Let's say you are listening to your favorite song. You have your headphones and you're listening to it. Now, if I ask you, who's listening to the song? What would you say? Who's listening? Maybe you have an answer. Maybe you don't. Are you the song? Or if you look outside and you see a tree. Who's looking at the tree? Who's looking at it? Are you the tree? No, that sounds crazy. Or let's say you're standing in front of a mirror. And you're looking at your body. Who's looking at the body? Are you the body? Because I asked you if you were a tree. You thought that was crazy. But are you the body? Now, let's say I cut off an arm. Are you still there? You know, are you any less you without the arm? Or I cut off your other arms, your legs, your torso now. <laughs> but are you still in there? Let's say we have you hooked up to the greatest machines in the world. You're still alive. I cut off the torso. You're ahead now. But are you still there? Something that I want people to understand. And this will change your life. This is what changed my life. When you understand you are not the body. You are just having an experience with the body. And if you are not the body, you are not anything that arises from the body. And if you are not anything that arises from the body, you are not the mind. And if you are not the mind, you are not anything that arises from the mind. And if you are not anything that arises from the mind, you are not your thoughts and emotions. You have thoughts. You have emotions. They are just not you. And for you to actually experience that, for you to really be able to take that in, you have to create some distance between you and your mind. Negative thinking is like a virus. When COVID-19 became rampant, the government mandated that we all stay, we have that six foot rule. The reason for the six-foot rule was that the more space you had between yourself and others, the healthier you will be. Your mind is like COVID. When you're able to separate yourself, who you really are, and your mind, when your thoughts and emotions, the happier 
you will also be. When I experienced postpartum depression, the reason why I was suffering, the reason why I was in so much pain, the only reason, there was no other reason, it was because of my mind. It was all of these negative thoughts, the things that I said to myself, even just thinking about it now, I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. And I know there are so many moms out there that are saying these awful, awful things, cruel things, like you are not enough. You will never be enough. You don't deserve happiness. The thing that makes these negative thoughts so dangerous, outside of the fact that you believe them, what made it so dangerous for me was that I kept them to myself. I didn't share my thoughts. I was, in a way, ashamed. Like, I I was embarrassed that I even had these types of thoughts of, you know, like, what is my, like, why am I even here on this earth? Why am I here? There's no purpose. I also didn't want to say them out loud because I knew if I did, I would just fall apart. I couldn't even handle it, putting it out there. The fact that they were in there, they were just taking over my mind. I knew at that point in my life, as low as I felt, I knew that I had to change my relationship that I had with my mind. Now, I didn't know how to control my thoughts and control my emotions. But I knew that if I kept this close relationship, that it would take over my entire life. I started seeing how my negative thoughts and emotions were impacting my behavior towards my children, towards my husband. I learned self-discovery and self-love by something so simple. You know, we have so many, there's so many lessons out there. There's so many self-help books and there's so much That, you know, you can learn like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. Or, you know, take these drugs. Or there's so much stuff that we can do that, that, you know, especially in America that tell you like, you can be fixed. All you need to do this. All you need to do that. But honestly, the only thing that I really needed to discover to gain some self-love and some more perspective was understanding the mechanics of the mind. When I understood how the mind operates, why the mind thinks and feels the way that it does, the most beautiful thing that came to my, you know, that came to my mind was just because my mind says something to me doesn't make it true. It's just like when anybody says something to you, just because they say it out loud doesn't make it true. Your mind is the same way. I get to choose what thoughts I believe 
And what thoughts? I don't believe that is a conscious choice. And when I have these negative thoughts, when my mind says those mean things to me, when I experience emotions of anxiety, sadness, guilt, I remind myself, and this is something that I need you guys to do too, every time you experience it. I know the mind, it's really loud and it has a big ego. It does not like to be told, you know, what, you know, it's it, it, it's instructed to think a certain way. And so it doesn't like to be told something different that it's always been instructed. So doing what I'm saying that I need you to do to remind yourself is not going to be something that, you know, comes easy. You have to, you know, put work at it just like anything. In order to be great at anything, you've got to put some effort. But if you make this promise to yourself that every time you experience those belittling thoughts, those critical thoughts, whenever you start judging yourself, judging of how a mother, what type of mother you are, judging about what type of worker you are, what type of wife or partner you are, if if it is a thought that is negative, that you don't like. I want you to remind yourself and say it out loud. You know, your thoughts are in your mind, but you don't want to know what's even more powerful is your speech. Say this out loud, that this is just a message that my mind needs healing from a past experience. That's all you need to know. When I got that, I said, oh my gosh. That's why I think and feel the way that I do. It is just a sign or a symptom, whatever you want to call it, that my mind needed healing from a past experience. It was not a, it's not a reflection of who I am as a woman today, as a mother today. It's just that the mind was sick. My mind was sick. Now I call my mind the mind now. That's one of the ways in which I create a separation is that I don't say that it's me. I say the mind. But really taking in that concept that that's all that your negative thoughts and emotions are doesn't mean anything else. Now you guys, this is such a valuable lesson to teach to your children. I cannot push that enough. It is incredibly important that you start talking to them about negative thinking and difficult emotions. Ask them, you know, they you can do this young. I I have a well, I asked him, he's 6 now. I asked him my oldest when he was 5 years old, you know, do you have thoughts that are not nice? You can teach them right now that they are not the mind. You can teach them that just because their mind says to do something or they feel something, that doesn't mean that their behavior has to dictate it. There's nothing wrong. You know, they can embrace their thoughts and emotions. I don't want this to be a conversation about repression, about ignoring your thoughts or emotions, because that can cause a lot of other issues later on because they have to come out some way. 
I'm actually embracing the mind by doing this. I am embracing the thoughts and emotions, but now I am not embracing them to let them dictate my future actions or how I view myself. I am embracing them to acknowledge that I have some healing that I need to do. But with your kids, sometimes you have to explain things a little bit more simple. And this is such a great way to open up the idea that you are not your mind. You have a mind. It's just not you. It's an instrument that you use. You don't let it use you. And if you begin to instill this in their mind at that young age, they will no longer identify with the mind. They will no longer believe that the mind is them. Now, I you can preach to your kids, or I wouldn't say preach, but you know, talk to your kids about this stuff all day, every day. But the most important thing is that you actually live it. So if you become irritated, you know, when your children are doing something you don't like, or you become frustrated, or you just allow any type of emotion to take over your behavior, that's how they're learning. They're saying, okay, you know, mom, mom's telling me not, you know, my mind is not me and for me not to believe my thoughts and emotions and not to let it dictate my behavior. But I hear mom over here yelling at daddy or yelling at me for not picking up the toys. She's not doing it. So why is it something that I should do? The the way you teach your kids is how you are. Be an example Show your children that you understand and that you live by this, that you are not the mind. You get to make choices on what you want to do consciously. Not because your thought you had this thought that you didn't want to have. Now, we can consciously think and do things based on those thoughts. That's one thing. I am talking about the thoughts that you are not in control of, the thoughts that you don't want to have, the thoughts that just arise. Those are the ones that you have to be cautious about. Those are the ones that you have to ensure that they don't dictate how you are. They don't dictate your experience of life. Because these thoughts are like a roller coaster. They're going to be up and down. And now that's how your life's going to be. And that's a scary life. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you, your mind should never be the master It should never dictate what you do, don't do, and most important, how you feel about yourself. You get to choose these things. Now, later on in some more episodes, I am going to give you guys other tools and strategies on how to continue to create separation between yourself and your mind. And this is something that You have to practice every single day, learning the piano, learning how to do math. These are things that, you know, you don't do it one day and now you're good. You're good to go. You have an entire life of of experiences and how you handled your thoughts and emotions. These are habits. You have created a habit of thinking and the only way to break a habit is to create a new habit. So you have to practice. You have to practice creating that separation. But the more you practice, I promise you, 
the more you create the separation, the more space you have between your mind and you, the less you identify with the mind, you will create a beautiful, joyous life. Thank you.